Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Marketing Made Easy from the Get Savvy Club. Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin here. Hi Anita, how are you doing today? Hello, how are you? I'm good. Yep. I'm good, thank you very much. Really good. Nice weather in the UK at the moment. I don't know how long it's going to stay for, but make the most of it while it's here. But today we have got a fabulous guest. And you might think at first, well, yeah, have you got a social media manager on there? I actually spoke to this lady uh, originally. I found her on TikTok. We're having a bit of a chat. And then um, I got to find out because on TikTok, I thought she was more a business coach. Then I got to find out that she was a social media management. And obviously for us, normally we're like, boo to the social media managers because they'll take your money off of you, shove some rubbish posts out, and then that's that whereas this lady was saying like you know she totally agrees with us there's too many of those out there and that you do need to have a proper marketing person and a strategy behind it and you need to work with the person that's doing your marketing that's doing your social media if they're doing it for you you've got to work very closely with you and you've, you've is- got to help them make content so you might as well bloody well learn it and do it yourself to get well, that's started also anyway what we say isn't it that it's mm. even if you use a social media manager mm. you can't just go they go just do yeah. it because you've got to be involved in it so yeah it's not really going to save you any time so you might as well join us on social media made easy and get get your head around it and when you've got up to a level organically then by all means bring people in outsource bits and bobs but well there is a hybrid where you can do it which we we do that works really well so yeah. yeah yeah you don't have to be a slave to it we're not saying you must be on your phone 24 7 and not at all once you've done your setup right and everything less than an hour a day you'll be doing and easy, to have consistent easy. leads coming through it's well well worth it so let's get into it if you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. I am a digital marketer. I run an agency that supports online business owners with their digital marketing, and um, social media, email, name it, and we probably do it. It's very full service, hands on. And I also offer kind of coaching and consulting services on that same topic as well to help businesses scale their online presence so they can find customers. So how did you get into that then? What was your background before? Marketing, marketing for a good few years. I did about, God, it was nearly 10 years of experience and about five of those in corporate. So I I had quite a generalist approach to marketing and got to see and enjoy all the different pieces of it from working in quite a big company in, in their marketing department. And I just desperately wanted that creative control that when you're working in big organizations, you don't get. Um, I couldn't come up with campaign ideas without them being like six weeks later to get approved and get started. <laughs> you can relate but... to that, can't you, Anita? Definitely. <laughs> can, yeah. <laughs> it's tough. So yeah, that was the spear for me for why I wanted to set up on my own. So what was your vision when you started on your own? And is that what you do now? Because most people start off doing one thing and then it kind of changes along the way, doesn't it? So what did you start doing? Yeah, really good question. So yes and no. My biggest vision was that I wanted to help business owners that were really overwhelmed by marketing and felt that it was confusing and stressful and that still stands. But who I help and how I help them has changed quite drastically. (laughs) Typically, the people that I was working with when I first started was I think what everybody does, I stuck with local businesses. I was looking at SMEs that were near me so that I could reach out to them easily. And that's changed. So now I focus on working with online business owners, really specifically made that choice because I think they're the people who get the best results from our work and that are more willing to connect and create content with us instead of just kind of take it and do it you don't know their business you're not them like so if they're not going to work with you then how can you possibly know what I don't know 
AF engineering does. Really glad you said that because like the elephant in the room is we say, and we make no bones about it yeah. at the Get Savvy Club, that actually hiring a social media manager doesn't work. So it's, you know, a bit weird maybe if you're listening to this to think, well, why are they like, you know, sucking up to Bethan now when they've been saying all of that kind of thing. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. And what we're saying is hiring someone who's going to log in, shove a post out, log out, and then log into their other 20 clients that day. It's not your passion. It's not, they don't know your expertise and they probably don't even give a shit, let's face it. So I'm I'm really glad what you said is about working with people, creating strategy, creating content together, because that's the secret, isn't it? Yeah, we don't do content for the sake of content. We do mm. content for the sake of strategy and it needs to be for a reason for us to post it. In discovery calls, anytime I speak to someone who wants to work with me, I'm like, it's going to take you X amount of time to be working with us. This isn't a here you go, see you never. And, yeah. and we'll so just take one you. post and yeah, you're laughing. So. Yeah. Send all the clients to me. There you go. You've got my uh, Instagram logins. Literally. <laughs> Where's Literally. All the clients? <laughs> but you'd be surprised how many people I think have had that in the past mm. from social media managers and then it didn't work and they're still yeah. shopping around trying to find someone who can do the exact same thing but it all of a sudden be the secret source and it works really well no one would be struggling to get clients because they'd be an easy like okay let's yeah. just do that if they're charging you 300 pounds a month to look after yours how many other people are paying them 300 pounds a month and how like how much time actually gets spent on yours and what act- i mean like we were like we we're joking actually on the phone weren't we about how yeah. pancake day like that's such an easy day for <laughs> oh. those we could just do the same post but change the the colors slightly because <laughs> they've got the templates already set up in canva they can just literally put the same words on everyone's and ship it out and then have the rest of the day making and eating pancakes because that's an easy day for them they don't have to dream of anything innovative or nothing just oh it's pancake day i'll just bang out about that and as much as we joke about that really does happen and we blow people's minds sometimes when if they say oh I had a social media or manager or I've got a social media manager we go okay let's let's have a look at your LinkedIn and let's have a look at your Instagram we're like well did you know this was going out and they're like oh my god there's that spelling mistake oh my god we don't do that oh my god and they're like shocked because they've just not checked it because well, worse, one lady we spoke to said, oh, no, yeah, I've someone do that. And we had a look and we said, well, you've put out, it's been a month since the post went out on your LinkedIn. And she went, no, I've approved some. And it turned out that they were posting from her company page on LinkedIn, which had two followers, one of which was her and one was the social media manager. And we all know company pages on LinkedIn don't really do much. So, you know, it was horrific. She was paying money and literally getting nowhere. If you don't understand it, you don't monitor it. And you, so you can't just farm it out because then that will happen all the time, won't it? Yeah, and I think some of it comes down to perhaps these people learnt from someone who started up in social media when social media was brand spanking new. And if you posted about pancakes one day, everyone lost their minds and thought it was great because you just were posting something. Yeah. But now in 2022, when social media has been running for how long and is so hugely popularised, I was looking at um, some stats for a presentation I was doing actually the other week, and it's now officially over half of the world population have social media accounts and access. Oh. When you consider that growth, it was only really the US and UK that used social media in the early days of it. And the amount of people on those platforms, the algorithm, everything was different. So you could really get away with absolute nonsense. It's the same with SEO and websites back in the 90s. You think about people yeah. used to just write keywords in white text at the bottom of the page. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's the social media Top equivalent. Google, yeah. yeah. It's the social media equivalent of I'm just going to post about whatever international day it is or copy and paste something from your website. 
And it's that old school practice that may have got you success back, say, 07, 08. But now it's just completely outdated and it's bad practice. Yeah, it's great but that also, more people are on there, but it's not it's not so great because then there's more competition, more more attention. It's harder to get that attention yeah. on you, definitely. But it is crowded out there, isn't it? So why on earth would you just post about what everyone else is posting about and, and expect to stand out and get clients? It's just madness, isn't it? It's I think for some people it's a box ticking exercise. Yep, done the post for the day, and then it's yep. like, well, social media doesn't work for me. Rather than, well, maybe I'm not quite doing it right. Yeah. And that's why I like loop round to like those engineering companies, or they they kind of they're aware of social media, maybe. They're They've even got a Facebook page themselves or they're dabbling for fun on TikTok. And the worst is when they hire, because now you can get a, an apprentice, social media apprentice. So a, a 16-year-old straight from school that's kind of at college at the same time as being there. And it's massively unfair to expect somebody that's just because they know how to press the buttons and they know how to create a post better than perhaps everybody else in your particular organization doesn't mean that they understand marketing. Marketing is a skill in itself. Just because you know how to create a post doesn't mean that it's going to be the right success post and it's not going to do the company any favors and it's really unfair on the person that's going into that role just to be told oh there you go you can just take control of that of our facebook page for us well what to bring people in how are they going to do that well even beyond that though even people who have gone to university they've never done it in practice there's actually someone who um, i'm connected with called jay tambini and she does some really brilliant content around b2b marketing and what's called the marketing gap where so many companies will hire somebody straight out of university to come and be their marketing everything. And they don't have a marketing director or somebody at the kind of senior management or C-suite level to guide them. So they're lumped with about five people's work and expected to know how to get strategic results from something that they've never done in practice before. So even the people who know the theory behind why you should do things in marketing are left on the back foot if they don't have that guidance from someone that's a little bit more senior. It's a really interesting concept, the marketing gap. That's why you sometimes get those those people that decide just to go, I'm going to be a social media manager today and just start because they might have a marketing degree and they go, okay, well, why can't I get a job? I'll just do it for myself. Well, it's not the same. When you're out, that's why I would always say, just go and get a job to start. I'd say to everyone, just go, you know, even if you're going to hate that job, just for a bit to get used to actually being in like those environments, the corporate environments where you are stuck to doing things and having to behave a certain way, just so that you kind of can learn from somebody that's been doing it longer than you, actually in reality as well, not just uh, the people at the universities that are showing you what to do. One of my son's friends that plays football with, his dad works at a top university in the marketing department, like as in he teaches marketing, but he was saying, it's just, we're on to a loser. We can never really keep up with how it's changing. And actually, I need to catch back up with them. But what they're teaching, what they set out, it's changed already. Uh, what have, what worked on Facebook or TikTok or Instagram, you know, six months ago won't work now. So how are they going to, like, create a whole degree in it and make that work? The lag is a really big issue. But it's because things are growing so quickly. And obviously, the pandemic has sped some of those things up as well that, I don't think TikTok would be what it is today if people weren't bored in the house down yeah, in 2020. <laughs> so it's kind of the universities are stuck between a rock and a hard place because they're trying to make sure they teach good practice and, and they can teach the strategies from a business side that kind of say the same. Yeah, marketing yeah, theory never changes, does it? Yeah, the yeah. Principles, the principles, yeah. yeah. It's the practical. That's always yeah. the bit that they're never going to be able to teach. You have to 
do it hands-on to learn. I don't know why they don't have more people in business going in doing guest lectures and what have you about marketing in practice or whatever that discipline is. So obviously you started working on your own and then at some point took the decision to employ staff, which is a big step, isn't it? How did that come about? And how many do you have now in your agency? There's five of us now, including myself. It came from, honestly, a little bit of need. I'd grown to the point where, I well, I was going to burn out, if I'm really honest. I was struggling to make sure that everything was done without working until 10, 11 o'clock at night yeah. every night. Um, Who wants to do that? Well, I physically can't. I'm rubbish. I come like six. <laughs> I know I this is the thing I was having to double check work every morning because I was doing it too late into the night and I was tired and it just it wasn't why I set up my business so that's what spurred me on to do it and honestly I was really hesitant beforehand if you'd asked me last January I would have been like oh maybe one or two and I wouldn't want to grow it any more than that I don't want to be a manager I want to be a business owner and I want to focus on what I'm doing and And are they full time in your business? So you've got to do like employment law crap and all stuff like that. God, that's just a minefield, isn't it? Appraisal time is coming up as well. A few of them have been with me for a year now. So I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) But you didn't have to furlough them because you didn't have them during lockdown, which is a big thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, it's been such a good experience for me. I absolutely love the team that I work with. And although being a manager there's always going to be things that will crop up that need to be dealt with for the most part they're all so passionate about what they do um I was really lucky that I was able to hire some people who were looking to move into marketing so I could train them the way that I wanted it to be done and the practices that I believe in yeah instead of any bad bad habits habits. Yeah. yeah which is obviously again learning curve it's hard to train people it's hard to learn a new skill for them it's hard it takes longer and you often because I've managed people for years and you think it's always that pain point isn't it of helping them to learn to do it when actually it would be quicker and probably done better if you just do it yourself but then you're going to get stuck doing it yourself so you've got to go through that pain of saying right okay I'm going to let you do it and just accept the mistakes that they're inevitably going to make and the fact that they won't do it the way you do it and it's about like letting go of control as well one of the things I struggled with when I started to manage was being um, accountable but not responsible so if it went wrong I'm the one kicked around the office yet I'm not the one doing it and so that can be quite hard but once you get your I think I probably gave managing people a bad rep because I'd only done it in roundabout ways I never was put in a a people position when I was in Mm. corporate it was I could delegate work but I wasn't a direct manager yeah Um, I only did that for about six months was the only managerial experience I'd had so I was like oh god and because I'm doing it the way that I want to do it I can be a little bit more casual with the team it doesn't have to be very uh, strict and (laughs) in line I guess yeah. Um, and yeah they're brilliant, brilliant a lot of them they're all yeah. and it's so happy reading, watching people thrive and learn and enjoy it and yeah. working out what flicks their switch so how to like you know inspire them and what have you so I I loved managing people yeah I'm just terrible at it Anna is unmanageable <laughs> I'm a terrible manager, terrible at being managed. Well, I did try and introduce Naked Wednesdays and I had no takers. <laughs> no one did that in your court, in your bank. Was that when you was at the bank? That, that was at the bank, yeah. Yeah, that's probably why that didn't go, go down very well. You're doing something exciting soon, aren't you, Beth? Which lots of lots of people want would love to do is your barley trip that you've got organized oh, I was like where's she going with this what do I have up my sleeve I keep forgetting because it, it feels a while off that it's actually it's a while off, it's only September so I'm yeah end of June now so you have some up then you're going with the concept of my business being completely on my laptop all my team are work from home um 
I thought, screw it, let's go to Bali for three months. And me and my boyfriend, we're letting go of our rent on our house and we're just going to go with laptops and work out there for a couple of months and, and see how it goes. God, yeah, how lovely. You might never come back. I know, don't. And one of my best friends is getting married in the beginning of December, so we have return flights booked. <laughs> mm. So we're definitely coming back, but we might end up sne- sneaking back off out there, I can imagine. So what job does your boyfriend do then? Is he online? He works in the company. So he was one of my um, first employees because through God, lockdown, that's a risk, isn't home. it? What if you want to dump I him? <laughs> I know. Um, we were, we're going to have like some kind of sexual harassment case. <laughs> 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 well, who is he going to file it to? Me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, it was like a lockdown. He was doing invoices for me because I was like, oh, come on, I need help. I'm working too much. Can you just start doing this? And like slowly but surely, I just started trickling more things to him. And I was like, I better start paying you, shouldn't I? What <laughs> the did you do before that doing. then? Um, he's a little bit younger than me, so he was doing odd jobs. He was working oh, yeah. retail, coffee shops, things like that. So it's he's the admin team in Full Red. He just, everything admin-wise just gets dumped on his head, love him. Perfect. And then that puts you in a position where you can go and work anywhere. You could just be like a digital nomad. That's my dream my major ambition is just to be a digital nomad and work wherever there is you said didn't you Anita there was like some kind of like online forum or some kind of group that you can join and they like sort of rate the wi-fi and stuff so if you are a digital nomad and you need your laptop to work wherever you go you can join this group and then they can say they they rate the different spaces so you think okay well make sure if I go there at least it's got decent wi-fi yeah and actually places like Bali that you think are back and beyond better than places like where I live you know a tiny village in Leicestershire so um yeah you'll be absolutely fine I'm sure yeah that's why we picked Bali actually is because it's got such a big digital nomad community that all of that sort of infrastructure is already taken care of like yeah. it's known that people come back from Bali to the UK and are like this wi-fi sucks <laughs> um, because out there it's just so strong and they even have like co-working spaces in that now so say worst case scenario where we're staying the wi-fi goes down we go to a coffee shop the wi-fi isn't working there then we can always just nip over to one of these co-working spaces that are based there and work for them there for the day. So it's going to give you more inspiration for content and things rather than yeah. sat in an office. I mean, it's a nice day today as we record this in June, but often you're, you're in, in your office, chucking it down outside. But yeah, if you can be doing that from a beautiful space in Bali, it'd be great. And it's now is the time to do it yeah. because like, obviously we want to do that, don't we, Anita? But we have like children. Oh God, they're so annoying, aren't they? <laughs> Barely speak to you, but you have to keep turning up for them every day. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I wasn't that crazy yet. That that's another ten years or so down the line, I reckon. Can't Enjoy it while you can. Yeah, yeah, because once they're there, they just <laughs> you can't get rid of them. Can you? And then you'll be envious of us. You'll be watching us on Instagram. Look at them. Yeah, true. My are older. Look at them. Yeah, they're, they're Because for me, winter as a season doesn't suit me because I'm an outdoor person and I'm a morning person. So I like to get up and go running. Like this morning, I was out running at twenty past six. Can't do that in the winter, and I just get more and more miserable and moody. And so for me, just going to winter somewhere would be my ideal. Yeah, just a few months. Yeah, over like once. Yeah, yeah once uh, like I quite like autumn, but as soon as that's done. Go, come back, nip back for Christmas, then go again yeah. January, February, and back for like spring. That'd be my ideal, really. In different places each time, each year. Yeah. Obviously, somewhere hot. That's well, that's yeah. the plan next year. I think this this trip is very much a like let's see how it goes type of trip. And if it goes well, we're coming back for the rainy season. When um, is that? That's like uh, December is the worst month, but it's oh, like okay. November to February roughly. Yeah. Is the- 
our winter is yeah you don't want to be there for that do you right <laughs> yeah um so we're coming back to the uk to see family and and chill here for a little bit and then the plan is that maybe march time we start kind of making our way back towards southeast asia so rather than just go straight to bali and spend god knows how much on a flight all the way over um to go and do a little bit of time in places in europe go like so jealous oh this is in theory we'll have to see how bali goes first if i come back and i'm like it's too hard to manage it all it might not end up happening but i bet i bet you'll love it yeah Yeah. and also the cost of living you know so you'll probably double your wages just by living in a beautiful place like bali yeah we figured out roughly like based on just google research so you never know until you get there but it looks like we're going to save about 600 pound a month between us which is just ridiculous and and that's considered in Bali, going out to restaurants and day trips. Bolivian, yeah. Versus in the UK, that's before we've left our front door. So fingers crossed, yeah, it should be. Yeah. That, that, we that are ripped off left, right and centre here, aren't we? You know, <laughs> yeah. and I know that there's a bit topical at the moment, prices going up, but even so, prices are always quite high in the UK, aren't they? So, yeah. You'll have a shock to system when you come back here, though. It's going up and up and up. <laughs> You'll be like, what? <laughs> You're going yeah, to like 10 quid for a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think my blood ran cold the other day when I was out driving about and I went past a petrol station that had Ooh. two at the start of it. I was like, oh, did you? I haven't seen that yet. I was looking yeah. today and it was 198 or something for diesel. I was like, bloody hell, that's going to have a two soon. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just when you, you go to get your petrol and you just watch it, the numbers just go faster than they ever have. You're like, hang on a minute. How's that? And I have like a, a really small car as well, really economical car. And you just think, how, how is that little car? How have I actually put £56 worth of petrol in a Hyundai i10? Is it even possible? But yeah. Those electric car drives are smug bastards now, aren't they? I know. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll still take, yeah, but they're more expensive, aren't they? Well, to, to buy in the first place, sort of a thing. What top tips would you give to anybody that's in the online space right now and they're, they're like, oh, God, I just want to get a bit more consistent on my social media. I want to like do more, but I don't really know where to start. What would you say for them to kind of consider really? What tips would you give them? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I don't have any secret hack that's going to help you do it. There's probably going to be tips that people have all heard before, but just need to hear again, maybe one more time. I think the big thing is going to be to make sure that they're consistent content planning, get ahead of yourself. So you've got a few weeks in the bank. If things get busy in your business, you've got some room to make sure social is ticking along nicely I'm also a big advocate for being yourself online I think in the online business space especially there's lots of coaches mimicking successful coaches rather than just being unapologetically who they are probably my best tip is to just try and let go of that pressure of who do I need to be to show up and this is the right way to do it just actually do what feels best and and that usually if it feels good is the right thing to do make sure you've got a strategy have something formally documented to follow so you don't just come up with things off the top of your head and have nothing behind it and the last thing is to document everything. Content creation can become a bit of a content farming exercise where you're just constantly sat in front of a camera and it becomes tiresome really quickly, especially when you've got client work that's on your plate. As soon as you've got that, filming a video goes out the window. If instead you can pop a camera up and document things as you're doing them, sit and have a time lapse of you working or you're making a coffee and having a quick two minute break film it it sounds silly but honestly some of the best content pieces that we've 
had have come from just documenting what's happening in someone's business. You feel you know that person as well more, don't you? If you just like... Like, you um, and I used to do live from the kitchen sink. Everyone yeah, loved I did, it, yeah. <laughs> live from the sink. I bring, yeah, I did do one of those not a few weeks ago, actually. We need to bring them back, yeah. Hmm. Because if I was washing the pots, I'd just do it. But it got a bit dangerous with the phone like <laughs> you don't have like the tap in it as well you don't to drop. <laughs> yeah exactly we try to say that to the people that we work with as well try and fit it into your life rather than it being this whole new section that you've got to yeah. i think that's the problem people that feel like they've got to do loads and you don't actually have to do a lot you could just be i mean i did a tiktok this morning because i went for a walk early today because obviously it's boiling up day today and i thought oh i'm gonna do tiktok so i sat down on a bit of grass and did like this where I was meditating TikTok and then put some words and shift it out. It took me five minutes to do that particular one. Now I know what I'm doing on TikTok more. But yeah, so and yeah. I was doing the walk. It was a nice setting. It was something different because obviously the sun's out for a change here in the UK. So yeah, if people can, that's great advice. And yeah, the uh, nothing makes me cringe more when you see people pretending to be somebody else or being like someone else. It's not their fault. They just think, okay, they're successful. I'll try and do that. And like forcing themselves to do a yeah. reel and be pointing at things and be or being like zany or oh, I'm a really I'm this type of person you think but you're not that person so mm -hmm. it's it's really odd to sort of force that and people will kind of feel that as well it, you'll feel awkward and whoever's watching it will feel awkward too so just have to find your own I mean it's always going to feel awkward to start if you do lives or video and you've never done them so that's fine but don't try and be like almost like pretend that you're a completely different person because yeah. that just will never work and it will never shine for it. It's better to be awkward you that going, ah, oh, I'm doing this, I don't know what I'm doing, but I've, I've committed to it, so I'm getting out there and doing it, than it is to be like, yes, I'm really confident and I know what I'm doing. Yeah, so I think people appreciate the vulnerability as well, don't they? Yeah, and the thing is, it, it's that, that cliche that there's no one else like you. But yeah. on the flip side of that, people will look for people like themselves. So if you do yeah. things like personality tests and, and all of that sort of, uh, stuff we are all individual people but when you break us down into if you just took a like a really high level view of who you are as a person and didn't really drill down there's going to be some running similarities there to the other people that you're trying to connect with and people look for that in each other so if you're trying to be like let's say amy porterfield or marie folio and you're trying to be like Beyonce. Oh, Beyonce, yeah. <laughs> and you're trying to be like these really successful people, then you're only ever going to attract people that like them rather mm. than people that like you. And it just becomes a lot harder to go through that um, whole no, no like trust system. And also, you're not there yet. It. You know, you're not at Amy Porterfield's yeah. level. You're not at. So you know, it's kind of it's it's, it's not doing yourself any service, is it, to be you know pretending Competing like you, with her. <laughs> you are? Yeah, because it's, it's going to be tough tough one to compete with Empire anyway. We always ask a couple of questions on uh, the podcast. First one being with the Get Savvy Club. So what makes you savvy? Honestly, I think I have such a good gut. I think that's the one thing that I always say when people ask me, um, like, how did I get my business to where I am and all these sorts of questions. I think I've so far so good had a really good gut instinct in when it's time to make a decision and let go of maybe some of the thoughts and feelings that I had when I was first starting out. Um, so I think that's really impacted how I've been able to grow my business and, and stay savvy. Yeah. Cool. And the second question is um, a book recommendation. So a book that you've read that has helped you with your business or personally or in marketing. Yeah, I'm going to stick to a marketing theme um, because this is a read that I literally hear in my head when I'm writing content to this day. It's a book called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, 
he does sell a little bit in the book, so that's a bit of a downside, but he's got some absolute brilliant quotes in there. There's one mm. that's, uh, if you confuse, you lose. And I still hear that in my head when I'm writing a yes. sales page and things like that. So it's a good read. You should have a look at it if you yeah. have Just already. ignore the salesy bit, old Donald Trump. Yeah, so just skip past take, <laughs> take the bits that you need. So thank you so much for um, coming on and joining us on the podcast. If people want to find out more about you, what's the best way for them to do that? I'm everywhere. So TikTok, Instagram, Instagram, LinkedIn are my three main platforms and I'm also on YouTube. If you search Bethan E. Wright, um, I'll come up. Don't search Bethan Wright because a Disney Channel actress will come up. Oh, that's <laughs> annoying, um, isn't it? When you get a famous person. so funny. She's got a YouTube channel with her husband now and she's got a different surname because she's married, obviously. But it's still, if you search me on YouTube, she comes up. So oh. look for either a big red logo or uh, a ginger girl <laughs> if you're enjoying marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate review and subscribe interesting lovely and probably one of the most random podcasts we've done where we just went off at a complete tangent yeah and ended up somewhere that no one could have predicted would be so it's all interesting though isn't it you never know where the conversation's going to take you yeah i'm so jealous of her going to bali for three months i've not even been for three days I've got a question. So this is a really simple one. And again, one I got asked the other day, but somebody has decided finally to join the rest of the world and get on LinkedIn and stop promoting their business. They had an old LinkedIn profile from ages ago uh, for when they're in a whole different career. So the, the contacts on there were, they thought irrelevant. Uh, they couldn't remember the login. Uh, they ended up setting up another one and then so now they've got two and they don't know what to do about it. So what do they do? They need to merge them. You can get a hold of LinkedIn. You can explain the situation because it, it sometimes happens, doesn't it? If you had a LinkedIn account years ago and you set it up with the email address that you had when you were at that particular company, then, of course, you can't just say reset password because the email will go to your old company that you haven't got access to. So you can explain this. You can go to support LinkedIn and they'll help you do this because they don't want you having to LinkedIn. So you can go God, we're good. This is exactly what I said. And I said, and LinkedIn support are actually pretty good, aren't they? Yeah. It's not like when you go into Facebook and you can't speak to a human. Yeah. I think TikTok's just run by bots. Because this changes all the time and LinkedIn help are really good. Just Google LinkedIn help and there'll be a link and they'll help yeah. you with that. This isn't something we go into in a massive amount of detail on social media made easy because it does change all the time and it's the technical side. And what we're showing you is the strategy and the foundations and the setup and, and all of that that you can take onto any platform and it will never change but yeah but that is exactly the answer I gave don't have two accounts don't worry that you've got an old account with like 4,000 connections you on from an old job it's all good but just yeah you can merge your accounts so you don't lose stuff and then reset all your data on there so you're getting the emails and you know your password and then just start from there we actually had on social media made easy a lady that is a, a solicitor quite high like high-end solicitor and she wants to have a yoga business so she felt she was two different people when in actual fact there's people that she would have met along her career as a solicitor that would be more than happy and interested in her yoga stuff. So don't feel it's not up to you to decide whether they're interested in what you do or not. It's just your messaging that you put out and then the right people will continue following. If they're not interested, we can get lost. There's people that have followed me throughout my career in different businesses that I've had, different things that I've done. I don't remember one lady, she was one of my recruitment clients and she when I had a chocolate fountain hire business she needed a chocolate fountain for a birthday party I think it was a 40th and she got it off me because she already knew me from the recruitment day so that no like and trust is still there and even if they're not right for you and that's based on you as a person not what you do yeah and and they can vouch for certain things like the fact that you may have manners or that you're always on time 
things like that they're, they're still part of you and there's still great things that they know about you so they know you they like you they trust you um it's no point starting from scratch because as well people think what they've only got like four connections what's wrong with them but if you've got 400 and yes they're from a past life new new people to you are not going to know that yeah. they're not relevant to that particular business and if you get to thirty thousand and you need to start rationalizing it's dead easy to disconnect with people so mm. you can just go through and then think about that but for now there's enough going an influencer. on you can just change it to a creator and just have people following you not even connecting so don't worry you're not going to run out of space don't forget if you want to win the donald miller book uh screenshot this episode tag us on social media and uh you could be in with a shout of winning it as well great review subscribe all the other things you're supposed to do with podcasts we'd be grateful for and we'll see you on the next episode have an awesome day bye that was marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club if you enjoyed it connect with us on social media just search get savvy club